This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. Finally, we're getting it out. I've been AWOL for a little bit, but let me explain. I've had recent changes, uh, and I would say it's an adultified change, you know, uh, like when you fi- buy your first car. Well, mine, friends, is buying my first desktop computer. I've always had like laptops, and you're probably wondering what happened in college, right? Well, basically everything was done on uh, or in a computer lab. So I always used whatever I found anywhere I, f- I found it. <laughs> so I was never really a, a gadgets queens. This podcast helped me really make a commitment into purchasing an actual desktop computer. I mean, something fancy here, but it's pretty awesome. I like it. And it has a really nice large screen. And as I'm recording, I can see exactly what I'm recording. It's it's, it's just fabulous. So I love it. I love it. So that's what took me a little longer because my computer, my laptop that I had for a long while, it actually gave up on me. And um, it's funny, I'm just changing microphones, then changing computers. I'm just like moving on up, people. But absolutely unintentionally, <laughs> it's just happening. Yeah. So that's where we were at. Uh, I'd like to think that it was definitely a needed break. I'm refreshed. been thinking about this current topic that I have. It came from the and the last episode I had really wanted people to get bold and send me some emails, and they did, which is exciting. One of the emails that was sent that I decided to actually include today in an episode was from a lovely listener that had a question about anger, but anger or underlying anger that is relating to a relationship or a marriage that she's in. And she didn't really give too many details here. So I'm going to give you kind of a gist of what she said uh, let me see her. Hold on. She actually describes it beautifully. And I think that everybody could really benefit from her voice. She has a question about anger, essentially how to release it. Where does it go? And she said that she's noticed that she's becoming, uh, fixated in, uh, about past mistakes or grudges or moments when her husband made her angry and that she feels that they're currently unresolved issues because they just kind of keep coming back or resurfacing in the relationship. She has a hard time releasing that grudge that she's been holding. She does take responsibility for the fact that she is bringing up old stuff and that she feels petty about it. And that's actually quoting her. She's asking, how does she move on? How does she release this old anger from her mind uh, while retaining whatever lessons, speaking up, demanding apology or explanation in the future? So basically, how do I release anger and that grudge I'm holding and basically still not be taken advantage of from husband? I hope you guys are getting kind of the gist of this. So she's very aware that the relationship is is kind of feeling unsafe while they're in this relationship. Does that make sense? It's kind of like uh, she can't really be herself or I, I imagine she believes that she cannot be comfortable or safe in loving him the way she wants to love him because she's afraid of him, I guess, making those mistakes again or crossing her boundaries. So... Our lovely listener today, we're going to call her 
Mary. Now, it's really important to kind of get an idea of this situation, you know, from different perspectives. So this really can help us resolve this issue. I get this situation constantly in therapy, people coming in with the same issue. It's kind of like they cannot feel this safety anymore in their relationship, or they're afraid to let their guard down because if they let their guard down, then they're going to be done wrong again. So this kind of takes a very passive stance without us knowing that we're doing it on purpose. It lets us know that we're obligated to be in this relationship. So we're kind of held hostage to it, but all of it is a false idea. We invited this husband, this partner into our life and they have obviously done something in the past to cross that boundary with us. However, we chose to continue to keep them in our life and we had made that decision and we need to very much understand that this is a decision that came in not out of obligation because people are free. It came in because the person decided or two people decided to stay in this relationship. He made a decision to stay. You made a decision to stay. And so the unresolved issue becomes, how do I feel about myself for staying in this marriage after boundaries were crossed? Well, the first thing I want to ask you to do, Mary, is to look at where you're holding a grudge, but not on the other person. I want you to kind of turn it around and see where you're holding a grudge on yourself. Sometimes we don't know this, but we feel completely foolish for taking somebody back after they have wronged us somehow. I don't know where society tells the story that people cannot make mistakes and things have to just end really quickly. And we, we, we do this a lot. We do this a lot and blame people for deciding whether to stay or leave. Uh, they can do either way, but they have to remember it is a choice. But going back to self-forgiveness, we don't really ever resolve this issue. We keep focusing on the person being the problem. And obviously they're the reason why we feel a certain way, but it's impossible. They don't inject the feeling in us. They're not sitting there telling us, I need to hold the grudge. I need to make sure that, that I'm not letting it go. It's me that needs to be at peace, learn to accept my decision of being in this relationship. Unfortunately, if I don't accept my decision being in this relationship of free will, then what's going to happen is that I think I'm going to have to keep my guard up and make sure that I direct the person where I need them to go. Like I want to make sure that I'm sitting there in conflict unintentionally. Of course, we're not doing this on purpose. Get Stay in conflict and stay guarded and defensive just in case this person tries to do it again. Now, again, friends, this is not about the partner that has wronged us. This is now about us. We took this person back. So obviously we, we accept that this person did this and we take them back, but we don't accept our part of the, uh, or what we think about ourselves when we take them back. A lot of the times we hold the grudge against ourselves because we think that we're dumb for taking them back or that we're weak or whatever vow that you think 
as a person or as a, as a partner broke when you took this person back. And I've talked about this before, but you know how I like repetition. In a lot of ways, we make these vows or based on beliefs early on. For example, if we see our, our dad cheating on our mom, we say, we vow, you know, secretly that if this shit ever actually happens to me, I will, I will leave. I will go away. But it's a lot easier said than done. Because when we're in the relationship and we have emotions invested and life invested, it becomes harder to leave. And that's okay. That's okay, you guys. It doesn't have to end up where I have to run away. Look, Mary, you decided to stay in this relationship. Nothing wrong with it. Have your fun. Enjoy it. I think it would be foolish to sit there as a police rather than a person that enjoys this relationship. That's really all that we're guaranteed is the enjoyment of each other uh, in the moment, right? We can't guarantee an outcome if this person will ever do it again or not do it again. So policing this relationship is going to make you miss the beauty in sharing a journey with someone. And I don't want you to miss out on that. You don't owe anybody an explanation for why you decided to stay and the one explanation that you owe yourself is the one that leads to acceptance and self-understanding, respecting my own decisions that I decided to stay with this person and that it does not mean that I'm a weak person. It doesn't mean that I'm no good. It just means that I enjoy this person and I love them and I would like to continue on and they are making changes. And so if they're actively making changes, I have to allow for that. I have to work on the spaciousness within me every day to accept the changes that they're making. And I know it's hard. I know, I know it's going to be very difficult and challenging for you, Mary, but I know that you, you can do it. You can do it. I think that you are very introspective and self-aware just based on, I know, the, the work that you've done on yourself. And so... To release this old anger, I think you asked the question, where does it go? Well, it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't stay in the same energetic form. Believe me when I tell you that emotions change quickly. They can change energetically, their form. So anger can turn and transform into something else. It doesn't have to stay anger. If it stays anger, it would make sense that we just have not looked at it, confronted it, learned to make peace with it, respect our role in this situation, forgive ourselves, uh, understand ourselves without judgment. I mean, this is the stuff that we got to do where we're standing in order for us to actually transform this anger, because that's what we want to do. We want to transform it into something else, into self-love, self-acceptance into enjoyment of this person sharing the journey, we can transform anger into something else. This is an option. It's a choice. It always is. You don't have to carry it around. But again, the unresolved anger will just continue to be a burden to you and to that person in that relationship. Eventually, it will sabotage itself. Revisit the beliefs or the vows that you made to yourself, whatever they were, you know, whatever vows we made uh, to ourselves about people that harm us. Oh, I will never let that happen again. Oh, I will not. I don't want, I'm never going to be weak or whatever it is that we vowed. All those things are beliefs that, man, they, they act as a 
defense mechanism, I didn't say it was a good one, right? Because any defense mechanism that doesn't allow appropriate enjoyment and vulnerability and intimacy in a relationship, we need to recheck. We need to look at because it's not serving my journey well, my highest good. I hope that makes sense. Mary, you also asked about how do I keep my boundaries with my husband and do not let him get away with behaviors he used to get away with in the past. And that's where really it's a, this is an issue. Let me, let me tell you why. Because you are believing that somehow your control and that your need to control him actually keeps him from doing anything that he used to do in the past. This is a hard job for you if you take on this role because you're going to, again, go back to policing him in this relationship. You're actually perceiving you're controlling the majority of how this outcome is going to be of this relationship. This is a lot to take for one person. You're not going to like this. It's, again, going to become a burden. Your need for control in this situation is going to become a burden. Mary, you cannot know the outcome. All you got to do is live life in the moment right now. That's all you know. You knowing an outcome before it is available to you is is downright impossible. You cannot predict what this relationship is going to end up being or going. There's no way you can you can really know this. But the only thing I can guarantee, like I said, is that you enjoy this moment right now. But policing it is not enjoyment. Policing it is being in a prison that's really holding you down with anger and fear that this person is going to go back to old behaviors if I don't, you know, keep my guard up and because basically I'm manipulating in some way, whether I like to believe that or not, I'm bringing up the past, making him feel guilty as a way for him to continue to remember the past and stay on track, <laughs> right? Like I'm so afraid to let my guard down because and and not... Uh, continue to use guilt to make him change or to manipulate his direction or where I want him to be. Now, of course, that sounds harsh, but I, I promise a lot of the times it was said to me too. So I'm only delivering it in a way where I would want to hear it that way. Okay. It is not to in any way offend anybody. Um, Again, this is exactly what I would tell myself. And actually, I've been told plenty of times in so many different ways, things that I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear it. But there was a truth to it that I just didn't want to face. So as hard as it is to hear, Mary, I know that you will look into it. Releasing this anger can start right now. You can transform it into something where you can enjoy your life with this person. When you release control, meaning you release control of the outcome and you release the need to control his behaviors to ensure that he doesn't repeat them. Listen, you have boundaries. That's all you could do. You could set up those boundaries. He will show you whether he will follow those boundaries or not, at which point then you decide, hey, I've had enough or let's give it another shot. Either way, this is the only thing you can do. There's, there's nothing more, but your fear keeps you at a high alert in a relationship where you need to be relaxed and enjoy it and have fun and make memories. We're missing out on all that, all that, my friend. You would not appear foolish at all if this person decides to do you wrong again, okay? He's the one that looks foolish, not you. So don't use his responses to life or his coping or his decisions as a way to measure your value. Mary, he 
decides whatever the heck he wants to decide to do in his life. And it is not a reflection on your value or your self-worth at all, at all. And so he's allowed to behave however he wants to behave. He's free to do that because in reality, he's really free to do whatever he wants to do. And you're also free to see it with clarity and then do what you need to do. But to be in a relationship where you feel like I can't, you can't do anything and that you just want to hold the grudge and police this relationship. I know based on the email that you've sent that you don't like this role. You don't like the role that you're playing because intuitively it feels wrong. And you're right. I think in many ways, it's just, it doesn't feel good. It, it can't feel good to police another human being. And I think he sounds like he's cooperating with you because he wants you to heal the trust that was broken, right? But this is not all his job. It's a lot of it is whether you're able to be open enough to see him when he is trying to do the work. Uh, and, and again, I think from what I'm hearing from your reading from your email, it sounds like he is making attempts to change, but you still bring up the past. So there are things that or responses you can do now that can help you change the outcome. For example, if you feel like you need to bring up the past, I want you to hold still. Don't say anything because whatever you're going to say, you're going to say out of fear, out of fear of vulnerability, fear of losing control or whatever fear you've got going on. That's the only reason why you would be saying or bringing up the past to use, to use him to guilt, to use him to uh, remind him to stay on, on track, whatever the case we're doing this for. You know, if you just hold on, once you start the fire on the inside, if you, if you know what I mean, you, you need to extinguish it because by the time it comes out, it's a little too late. It's kind of like I've already accused this person. I'm bringing the past. All my insecurities now are on the table. Everybody can see my dirty laundry. It's just, it. you won't like it. You won't like it, which, I, which I'm, I'm guessing that's what's happening. So the response here is your golden ticket. Change your response. So that means if you have this itch, this need to say or bring up the past, just sit still. Work on acceptance. Work on taking ownership of the fact that you invited him back into your life and you had good reasons to do that. And that you are connected with this person and you would like to remain connected with this person. I need you to respect your decisions, not doubt them at this time because you made them now. You just need to live them out. Okay. That's what that means. So the response here is your main thing that you're going to work on. Once we change the response in a relationship, then we remove most of that burden. And I think that burden will be for you and for him because I'm sure he's on the defensive side too. He's probably walking on eggshells or something. I don't know. And you're not feeling good being the policewoman in this relationship. I get it. I totally get it. But thank you so much, Mary, for being so brave to send this because I think it's never enough for me to, to, to address anger and underlying issues with anger and grudges because those are the things that on the inside deteriorate us and they consume us like a fungus. So once I set myself free from anger, it was, uh, it was really freedom, freedom not to ever respond on it again. If I don't want to in a way where that, where it harms other people, because there are ways to respond in anger in a healthy way. I just didn't know that before. And so I've learned from trial and error and practice, practice, practice to withhold when I'm angry, because my first instinct 
at that time may not be the most wise. And once I did that a bunch of times, it became easier for me to withhold. And sure enough, psychologically, a pause was added somewhere when I whenever I got offended or angry, but that had to take practice because usually I would get angry and then react. So I needed that pause and that pause came with practice. Every time I got angry, I got offended, I got hurt, disappointed, whatever the case is, any of those negative feelings, I would just stop. I have to slow down because I didn't have a pause and I didn't want to react in a way where I'm not going to like myself for later. So practice, practice, practice. Your thoughts or beliefs don't need to change right away. What needs to change is the response. Once you see that your response produces a different outcome, your your buy-in for a psychic change, for a mental change will happen a lot quicker. But if I continue to respond the same way, then the outcome is going to be the same. Releasing yourself of this grudge, of this anger, is going to set you free in so many ways, in so many ways, and in so many areas of your life. It will not be a priority that you have to react on. It would just be another emotion rather than the main emotion I have to always react on and give priority to. Do you know what I mean? That's that's how it was for me. Uh, and when I learned to not make anger a priority and to chase it and to really like act on it like it's a truth, most of the time my anger was not the truth. It was just uh, my beliefs and my thoughts that caused this anger to happen. Maybe my misconceptions or assumptions may have produced that too. Uh, again, it will set you free. It'll set you free, Mary. And I know that you want this freedom. I can tell by the way you wrote that email. I hope this was helpful to you. And thank you so much, Mary, for your contribution and your thoughtfulness in writing this email. It was just, it's lovely. It's lovely. I can definitely tell how you are as a person and the desire to change is, it's, it's a beautiful place to be. I can't thank you enough, Mary, for really being brave enough to send an email to let everybody kind of in on how to change this underlying anger because it's not just you. Many people have this issue as I did too. Okay. So thank you. Not enough thank yous. You're very brave and I love it. Keep them coming. All right. I'm going to be expecting some more emails. Please, if you have any other questions or topics, you guys, just like Mary did, just send an email. You can send me an email at T-A-L-A-I-B as in boy, R-A-8888 at gmail.com. And usually I respond pretty quickly unless I'm traveling or something, but usually I'm responding. Oh, I missed you guys. It was good to sit down and uh, reflect back on what I've been thinking about for the past few days. We love you, Mary. And we're sending you love and light and the ability to transform the regrets of anger into the peacefulness of self-acceptance. This has been an episode of Drive Through.